You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth here on a Tuesday morning. Ryan McDonough, Odyssey NBA Insider, joins us about an hour from now. We'll dive into some college hoops, some NBA, and of course, more on the NFL coming up. But right now, we're joined by our buddy Ed Fang of the Power Rank. Talk some college football. He's got some college basketball thoughts, maybe some action. And uh, we'll dive to the NFL, too. Joining us right now on the Roman Guest Line is Ed Fang of the Power Rank. Ed, welcome to the show. Happy to have you. And uh, we get a fresh batch of college football playoff rankings tonight. Michigan State, the loss on Saturday to Purdue. Was that was that the end for them? Or can they rally back here if they win out and, and, and win the Big Ten? We were debating that a little bit yesterday. If, if that Purdue loss spells the end for Michigan State as a playoff contender. Well, I think what spells the end for Michigan State as a playoff contender is their defense. They have a lot of issues on that side of the ball. I don't have the number off the top of my head, but my adjusted success rate does not like that unit, especially the pass defense. You've seen that the last two weeks against both Michigan. Uh, That was Michigan's best best passing game all year. Uh, Purdue uh, has David Bell, who's a great receiver, but but they, they did some damage there too. So, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of respect, uh, just, just, uh, so everyone understands my biases. I live in Ann Arbor, but, uh, <laughs> I respect what Mel Tucker has done. I think they got some serious talent on, on offense. Um, but I think that defense is going to hold them back. So I, you know, it's not really the committee in my mind. It's, it's, it's really that team. And, and, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe they pull off a couple, uh, a more close, I mean, maybe they pull off a close win against Ohio state, but, but I doubt it. Uh, so what do you think that we're going to see tonight, Ed? Uh, your team, Michigan, was number seven uh, last week. We had Michigan State, obviously, three. Just address that. They're going to fall back. But how far yeah. down are the Spartans going to fall? Like, so in my world, I, I would look at it and say, see, most people would say, oh, oh, right. well, they beat them. You have to have Michigan State ahead Michigan. Yeah. But I look at that, I'm like, well, that's a much better loss than the loss to Purdue. Uh, but we're never going to win that fight if you agree with me there. So what do you think they're going to do uh, back to back in the rankings? Yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, I think they're going to have Michigan State, what, whatever it turns out to, sixth or seventh, right ahead of Michigan. I think that's what happens with these committee things. It's mm-hmm. not like Michigan went out there and had a great win against the third string quarterback against Indiana by any stretch, even though they did what they were supposed to do. They covered. Um, but. Honestly, you know, it doesn't matter. Ohio State comes to Ann Arbor uh, last week of the season, uh, and that that's what's going to decide their fate. Um, you know, like I said, I'm not I'm not too concerned about Michigan State. Uh, I think the you know they will fall eventually, and and the Michigan has things everything ahead of them. And we get some action tonight, which is always fun this time of, time of year. Uh, you have a play for us tonight. You have a game you're uh, of, of the of the action games tonight. You're looking at. Yeah, there's one I'm interested in. Is to, is the Toledo at Bowling Green game tonight, or is that tomorrow? Toledo Bowling Green, we get that. I don't think it's tonight, but what's your what's your thought on it? Yeah, so so my my uh, my numbers see a, a a big time under team here in Toledo. Uh, that might seem a little stupid because they gave up fifty two points <laughs> against Eastern Michigan last week, but uh, the numbers have Toledo as one hundred twenty third offense when I look at my adjusted success rate, but the twenty seventh uh, best defense uh, in adjusted success rate. I used to uh, I used to look more at yards per play. But some work by Bill Conley has shown me that success rate is a better way to to evaluate both NFL and college football teams. So so that's what I'm going with. 
Uh, my model has this at about 45, so I bet under 51 yesterday. I'm, I didn't check what the number was this morning, um, but yeah, when you yeah when you just see that kind of discrepancy, uh, it, it it screams under, and you get a little bit of recency bias with with uh, you know bad performance by Toledo on defense last week, obviously, uh, but I think there's some value there. Yeah, right now at FanDuel Sportsbook, that game is tonight. Toledo Bowling Green, the total is 50 and a half. So uh, you're saying under there, you still see some value, right? Okay, I do see some value. I'm actually now thinking about it. I think I bet that on FanDuel yesterday and it was 51. Okay. Uh, I would have to check, but yeah. Yeah. Very good. Uh, before we jump into some college basketball with ga- a bunch of games uh, starting tonight, wanted to follow up another question on college football and, and what we're going to see tonight. Um, the gap between Alabama, between the two and three. Now, that was, that was a close game. LSU, if they only had a quarterback, mm-hmm. <laughs> they had many chances uh, to win on Saturday night. Want to get your thoughts on, on Alabama and just how entrenched they are in that two spot. And Oklahoma didn't play. Maybe that was a surprise to some that they were all the way down at eight. But um, wh- what do you see with Oklahoma and, and your, your thoughts on the team overall with their new quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a chance to see them too much, but, uh, you know, clearly they made a change from the preseason Heisman favorite. And, uh, you know, that's you, you obviously have to see something in, in that in your backup to, to make that move. Uh, you know, Oklahoma has everything in front of them. And, uh, you know, if they, if they win the Big 12, it's going to be hard to, to keep them out, I think. Uh, with Alabama, you know, it just doesn't seem like a typical Nick Saban team in the sense of just consistency. Uh, you know, they... You know, they blow the doors off people and cover by two touchdowns, and then they lose to, uh, obviously, Texas A&M. A uh, good game against Mississippi State. I don't remember what order that was in. And then, uh, you know, really have <laughs> any anytime you're turning on a game with Alabama and a team with a coach that's about to leave is interesting. You know, uh, LSU had every chance in the world to, to tie that game towards mm-hmm. the end and, and couldn't get it done. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of not your typical team, but it's kind of not your typical – or maybe maybe last year was the atypical year when we had these, like, explosive offenses, Ohio State, uh, Alabama, Clemson, and maybe this is more the norm where, where we just have a lot of teams. Uh, we, we don't have that uh, – we don't have as many elite offenses. Maybe, maybe we have one in Alabama. Maybe we have one in Ohio State. I'm still kind of eyeing that, uh, that SEC championship game. Uh, Georgia's going to be favored. And I think there might be some uh, – I'm, I'm eyeing that to see what that number is and to see if there's some value in Alabama because I do think uh, – I don't know. I just I'm Georgia def- Georgia's defense is great, but if Alabama's offense either is as good as we think they can be – I do like Bryce Young. Uh, I do like most of the time his pocket presence. Uh, that might – that's going to be the most significant test they face. And so already looking forward to that neutral site game, seeing if there's potential value when that market opens. We're talking to Ed Fang of the Power Rank here, talking about college football. Let's jump to basketball. 75 games, I believe, today. If you love college hoops, this is the day. I know, Ed, you're probably not jumping into betting particular games yet, but season-long predictions, teams you like. Let's hear what you're thinking on on hoops as it starts tonight. We threw out some teams yesterday that we were thinking about, you know, whether it be Purdue, Villanova, teams that we like long-term this season, where there might be some value. Maybe some value has already been lost. But what, what do you think in terms of this college basketball season? Who do you like? Yeah, I mean, I like a lot of teams. I'm I'm very interested at the very top. Uh, we'll just go with some of the stuff that Ken Palm has. Gonzaga on the top, uh, bringing back true t- Timmy. But 
if you're a basketball fan and you don't want to see Chet Holmgren play, there's something wrong with you. This guy's like seven one, like a hundred pounds. I'm, I'm exaggerating there, but like that's <laughs> like this guy is kind of a freak. Expected to be potentially a top pick in the next NBA draft, and just really excited to see what that kid can do on the college basketball level. Because if he's as good as advertised, uh, I mean they're going to live up to that that number one uh, billing. You got Michigan at number two, so obviously uh, being here in Ann Arbor, interested to see how year three of Juwan Howard era goes, bringing in a lot of recruits, a lot of high recruits, and then you have some veterans as well. Uh, I think they have a point guard that I haven't seen play yet too. So excited there to see if, uh, you know, they, they kind of snuck up on people last year. They're not going to sneak up on anyone this year. So to see if, uh, if Michigan can do that. And then, you know, what about these blue bloods, right? Uh, the Dukes, the Kentuckys, obviously Duke is an interesting story with last year of coach K and we're going to hear uh, that nasally voice even more than normal this year, just with the farewell tour and stuff like that. So I don't know if I'm excited about hearing his voice, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does uh, with his legacy. Um, and then, oh, you know, oh yeah, North Carolina, right? Bringing in a rookie coach that's never been a head coach before. Uh, I, I think that's a bad idea. And, and we'll see if I'm right about that. Obviously, one year doesn't say anything about that. But Duke is also doing that next year. Uh, I think it's a terrible idea. But uh, these guys think it's a good idea. So we're, we're going to see what happens. Ed, you, uh, as being a man in the Midwest, you pay close attention to the Big Ten. You referenced, of course, Michigan there at number two in the Ken Palm rankings. But we have four Big Ten teams in the top eight, according to Ken Palm, uh, going into the season here. Uh, between Michigan Purdue's the, the hot team people are talking talking up. I mean, I remember at the end of last season when that was 50 to 1 and now we're like 12, 13 to 1. Uh there's mm -hmm. Illinois and Ohio State at 8. Uh do you have a favorite to win the Big 10 or or just a team that you're you're looking out for? I mean, I, I can't talk about this more intelligently than saying that Michigan's on <laughs> top in the league on Ken Palm's yeah. numbers. Uh I think intuitively knowing what I know of the players, I think that sounds right. Uh, respect all those other programs. I remember when Matt Painter was on the hot seat not too long ago, and he's done a really good job, uh, has a lot of good young players. And then Illinois with Kofi Coburn. I mean, the guy's just a beast. I, I actually don't really understand why he's not in the NBA right now. I think I think the NBA, <laughs> is, the NBA has shifted too much towards the perimeter and three-point game, and I understand that's important, and I understand that's what the analytics say. But guys like Hunter Dickinson and, and Kofi Coburn are, are going to make an impact on the league. Mm -hmm. So anyways, but we get to enjoy them in college basketball for another year. So uh, good for all of us, especially here in the Midwest. Uh, so, oh, yeah, and Ohio State's got a great program. Like he, he, he I, I, you know, sometimes their defense is great. Sometimes their offense is great. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just got a good program down there. So they're going to be competitive as well. And let's move to the NFL here. Look towards week 10 in the NFL. We just uh, wrapped up week nine last night with Justin Fields and the Bears covering against the Steelers. Um, <laughs> Russell Wilson, we get him back on Sunday, it looks like. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. we're going to find out probably around Friday or Saturday if he could get his way back to the field Sunday. That that line is interesting. Joe and I were talking through with Aaron a few minutes ago. The idea of yeah. it's, it's four, three and a half right now, depending on where you see it, with Russell Wilson likely back. We don't know about Aaron Rodgers. What would you do with this game? W would you jump on get taking the points with uh, Russell Wilson? Wait until we find out the Rodgers news. Where would you land? Because we could get Rodgers Wilson on Sunday at Lambeau. Yeah, I I am expecting Rodgers Wilson, and I have this as Green Bay by about five and a half. 
So maybe a little bit of value on Green Bay. I think, I don't know. I mean, Green Bay's defense has been bad. And then they had a really great game, kept them in the game against Kansas City, an offense that we know has all the potential in the world. But I don't think anyone has figured out where they're headed this season. So I think this is a stay away for me for now, especially. Uh, I think we'll get news that both those quarterbacks will play. It seems like a stay away for me for um, – yeah, it seems like a stay away from me. I think the market is very close to where my number is at. And, uh, and uh, well, I mean, we'll obviously see. But um, it should be a great game. And we'll, and it's, it's great to have Russell Wilson back. Ed, let's talk about your Lions. At first blush, we were just, we were just going over, of all the big underdogs, the one that really yeah. stands out is Lions getting yeah. nine against a bad offense. Now, if you're facing yep. average quarterback play to above average, I, I'm not going to be betting on the lines, but we're getting right. nine with a low total of 43 at the Steelers. What do you think about Detroit plus nine? So this preseason, I I, I tried to grab everyone that I could find and, and talk about how bad the lines were, like epically bad. A secondary that was bad before the injuries, a gutted receiving core, and a quarterback in Jared Goff that I thought was a, a downgrade from Matt Stafford. I think Goff has been great. Um for what for what they are their passing numbers have been pretty decent by some of my metrics we have this narrative that they play hard but <laughs> they they can't get away from the fact that their secondary is just terrible and they're really limited at the receiver position so yeah so i think my number had this about uh they had it uh pittsburgh by eight so so pretty close to the line suggesting value in detroit i i've yet to bet detroit this year so um, probably a game I'm staying away from. I think that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably staying away from this. But if you want to bet Detroit here, I think it's good. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to stop you from that. Um, but I will remind you, a lot of people, you know, my numbers like Detroit at home versus Philly a couple of weeks ago, and that turned out pretty pretty terrible. I, you know, I think there, there's obviously ups and downs for every team. And we've seen some ups and downs with Detroit being able to be competitive with Baltimore, being able to be competitive with Minnesota. Uh, and, and that's where that whole effort thing kind of comes in. But you got to remember, there's a reason that those teams were able to march down the field so quickly towards the end of those games and get into field goal range. And that's because that secondary is awful. So uh, a lot of things to consider there. Uh, probably a pass for me, but definitely lean uh, towards the Lions. And about 30 seconds. You look at the board, give us your favorite play. Favorite NFL play on this Tuesday, looking ahead to week 10. What do you got? Yeah, so I just put post my numbers. I mean, I like Denver minus two and a half. I haven't bet it yet, but the Eagles are 30th when I look at passing success rate adjusted for opponent on offense, 31st on the defensive side of the ball. I have no idea why the markets move towards them in that Chargers game. I had the Chargers minus one and a half. I, I, was, I was almost sure that was going to go to two and a half or three. I was wrong. I don't know who's betting the Eagles. I don't know what people see in these Eagles. Uh, yeah, Devontae Smith had a couple of nice plays there. Um, I'm looking to fade the Eagles. I think this is a good spot. I'm a little concerned with the injuries that Denver has. Uh, but that, that that's at, on Tuesday morning, that's what I'm looking at right now. Great stuff. Ed Fang of the Power Rank. That was Ed Fang. Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation for, and ongoing care for ED. All from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. On the other side, more on NCAA basketball and the NBA right here on the BeckQL Network.